Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thank you for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Today's bonus episode is brought to you by our sponsors. The truth is, it's not easy coming up with content for a daily podcast like Executive Presence Morsels. One way I keep things fresh is by constantly learning from others. An easy and convenient way to do this is through audiobooks, and the Rolls-Royce of audiobooks is Audible. Today, our listeners can try a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you credits for up to two premium titles of your choosing, access to the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible Originals. It's a buffet and no credits needed. And a friendly email reminder before your trial ends. Go to www.connectioncounselor.com slash bookme to sign up. And while you're there, check out my latest book reviews. Thank you for supporting our show. Welcome to Executive Presence Morsels Collab Series, where together we find out how different disciplines and executive presence go together. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, your host, and today we are honored to have with us David Beaumont, a customer service evangelist and blogger. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Joe. I appreciate you guys, uh, you having me on this on, on the podcast. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for having me. So it was great to have a chance to chat with you um, a little bit in preparation for this. And um, you started to tell me a little bit about how you started writing and thinking about customer service a little bit more. Maybe you can share with the audience uh, just that little piece of your backstory. Sure. I, I, I started this blog back in 2013. And what prompted that blog was my wife and I, we were out. And I can't remember the exact scenario, but we were out. And the customer service experience that we had was not a good one. And so my wife was like, customer service is dead. And at that time, I kind of felt the same way. But then I did some reflection and some thinking. And I thought, well, why does it have to be dead? Uh, We should be treated. We're customers. We're, We're what drives that company's business. Without customers, they wouldn't have a business. And so I got to thinking that there's probably some insight or some information that I can share uh, by way of some type of social media channel to bring about awareness of what is good customer service, what is bad customer service, when you have a good experience, when you walk through the doors of a business. Started a, a Twitter handle uh, from that into uh, actually turning that into a, a business, uh, an LLC. And so I blog about the customer service experience. I tweet out little morsels about um, what businesses and customers should be expecting for good service and bad service, the kind of the do's and the don'ts. So let's dig into this um, a little bit more deeply, right? So when people hear customer service, I think intuitively we all know what it feels like, right? We, we know when we're being valued as customers and we know when we feel like we're not being treated well. Um, what are some of the things that maybe people who are responsible for delivering the customer service um, overlook or aren't really 
um, you know, implementing to deliver better customer service, even if maybe they wanted to, but they're just not aware. Right. I, I think what ends up happening is, is that from a business perspective, I think the business is so concerned about getting product and services out the door and meeting certain metrics, certain profit lines that they forget about the feeling part of what that customer or what their customer base is feeling or thinking. And when they put those products and services out, they think, oh, this is gonna be the best thing since sliced bread, so to speak, and they're gonna love it. But maybe they didn't even take the time to ask the customer what they want or what their needs are. They just think that this is something that everybody is going to like. And so they put it out there and it's so driven by the dollar and profit that you forget about the human side. I think they forget about the human side and what that customer and their customer base is feeling. Um, Because I know that I just don't want a product that works for me. But when I go in to purchase that product or that service, I want to know that I'm going to be treated with kindness. I want to know that I'm going to be treated fair. I want to know that you're going to listen to me and hear my concerns if I have some. I know I want to know that you're going to greet me and that you're going to be happy to see me because I did come through your door and that you recognize that without me, that you really don't have a business. So I think they forget that human element piece when they're trying to get products and services out the door. So a little bit of what I'm hearing is a lack of empathy, a lack of connection. And I also think in a weird sort of way, sometimes this emphasis on profitability and the dollar gets in the way of the focus on the human being, the customer, you know, the the experience, right? Because it's sort of backwards, right? Like ideally you want the customer experience to be so great it generates the dollars, not thinking about the dollar and, and assuming the customer experience. Right, right. Because my belief is, is that if, if I have a product and service that you like and I treat you well and I care for you and I'm empathetic with you and I show that you know I am concerned about your feelings, not just about the products and service, but if you come in and you talk to me and you say, I had a bad day at work today. I can empathize with that. It has nothing to do with me selling you anything or having you buy my product or service. I'm just concerned about your day and about why you felt that way. If if I take that interest in you, then you're going to buy my products and services and you're going to tell all your friends about how David's business cares about me and those people are going to come and see me and I don't know if you've seen this seen this commercial this was probably back in the 70s it was a hair commercial 
and the woman was getting her hair done and the hair product was so great. And she says, it's so great. I'll tell my friend, they'll tell two friends, they'll tell two more friends. And as the commercial goes, it gets bigger and bigger with all the different people on there because you'll tell all of that good stuff about your service. I think we're so used to having not good service and we tell that because it's so hurtful when we have bad service because it's like, you didn't care about me. So I'm gonna tell everybody about you and what type of service that you had. But I think we forget about the good service because it doesn't, maybe it doesn't happen as often as it should. I think if we flip that and we can tap into that empathetic side and be and show empathy and show kindness um, and show true value for your customers, I think you can flip that around and they'll start telling you more about the good service that you have as opposed to the bad service. Yeah, what I, what I find interesting about what you're saying, David, is um, the kind of distinction between the product and the service with which it's delivered. Like ideally as an organization, you want both to be top notch. And I almost think of it like in terms of like, you know, I work in the knowledge industry, right? Like I could be the smartest guy and, and know everything really well. But when I interact with clients, whether it's internal, external, if I make them feel stupid, if I make them feel small, if I make them feel like they're bothering me and they're not worth my time or energy, in a way it's like, it, it, it matters how smart I am, but it doesn't, it's not the be all and end all. Like it also matters how I make people feel and the way I render Mm -hmm. uh, the knowledge and service. And, and that's kind of something that's being drawn out in what you're talking about here. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, I, I, I always give the example, uh, they're not around anymore, but Saturn, um, when, when you go and buy a car, your salesperson is the best person that you're going to meet on that lot. And why is that? It's because they want to sell you a car. So they want you to buy that car. So they're going to pull out all the bells and whistles. They're going to tell you everything about that car. They're going to treat you so nice and get you so warm and fluffy about that car that you're wanting, that you're going to want to buy it. And so you buy it. But then when you take it into service, it's a different story. You've already, you've, you've already gotten the car. So the service part, that's just like, yeah, we're just here to service your car. There's there's nothing there's nothing else to sell you other than maybe the maintenance and stuff. And you got to get your oil changed. You got to do this. You got to do that. But there's no there's no 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 no. I'm not. I can't pull the word out. But there there's no. You don't have that 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 warmth anymore when you come into service. Mm-hmm. But with Saturn. When you would come in to bring your car into service, they would have your name written up on the board and they would say, welcome, you're here for service at this particular time. We have coffee, we have donuts, we have all this stuff in there and you can wait. And once your car is serviced, they bring your car out, they wash it for you, you clean it out on the inside without you having to ask. And the best part, they put these little mints in the dash for you. <laughs> 
end of the, at the end of the service. And so it was a memorable experience. So from the from the point of view buying that car to the point of when you had your car service, it was a consistency across the board. And so that made it for me is I would tell everybody about buying a car from Saturn. Even if I didn't like their cars, I would still tell people about that service because it was great service from the sale of the car to the actual servicing of the car with the people. And so, and that makes a difference. Yeah, what's, what's interesting to me about that is, you know, that feeling stays with you a long time and what yeah. you described it doesn't i imagine it doesn't cost the company a whole lot of money to do it that way right that level of maybe a little bit of, it's like it's like if you get like a mint on your hotel pillow you're staying in a hotel like that mint costs what it costs them five cents like like if even but you know yeah. you come into your room it's been turned and there's a mint and you're like oh it's chocolate mint and you're like so impressed it costs them like five cents but like right. it makes an impression on you Right, right. And it's the little things. I think it's it's not so much that you have to do all of this extravagant stuff to wow your customer. But if you just take the time to look at and pay attention to the little things, because that's that's a lot of times what the customer is looking for, because those little things matter. It, it, they, they matter. If, 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 if I'm I'll go back to the car example. If I once I buy your car, if you walk me to the door and open the door and hold the door for me, help me get into the car, close the door, you know, kind of push the door close and stand there and wave to me and watch me go and tell me to enjoy my day. That that means a, that means a lot, you know. If as opposed to once you sign all the page, papers and they're they're sitting in their chair and they're like, "Have a nice day." And, they, and then off you go. And it's, and it's, it's like, we sold a car, it's numbers. So we, we sold this, this car, let's, let's go on to the next one. So I'm, I'm curious, what would you say, and I don't wanna make it about like personalities per se, but what, what would you say it is about some people who seem to get customer service better, right? Within any organization, like I think about this restaurant, we used to go to uh, my family, my wife and son. And there was this one, he was kind of like a manager slash server, but you knew when he was there, you were in good hands, right? You know, you need a drink, you need another extra napkin. I mean, everything was just going to be taken care of. You wouldn't feel neglected. You just, and the other servers were nice and great, but they did not meet his level of let's just call it professionalism and customer service but what is it have you noticed maybe and maybe in some of the people that you've trained about those what is it that those people kind of get that other people who maybe are trying to give good service they don't quite get it if that makes sense yes i think what it is is that when you get so far into the business and it's all about the numbers you you forget about that you you and it's not that you want to but everything is driven by numbers and if you don't make the numbers 
then we can't do this. Or if you don't make the numbers, then we're gonna have to look at some alternatives about where you're at in the position. And I always say that those people that are running that business, they're customers. So when they go out into the, into the marketplace to buy products and services, they know what it's like to be, they know how they want to be treated as a customer. And when they're not treated that way, then there's a certain type of feeling that they have toward that business that is selling those products and services. So if you understand that as a customer, when you're not in business mode, why is it hard to not understand that when you're running the business that you know what it's like to be a customer? And so if you have people that you are servicing, why wouldn't you treat them like you would want to be treated as a customer? Yeah, it's not super secret information right? right it's it's right. it's not like you have to do this formula and it's it's only been disclosed in certain industries and countries and you can't have it it's going to cost you too much we're not going to give it to you like it it's not about that at all it's almost like it's almost like a blockage or or a failure to pay attention to to the right thing rather than a than a level of skill so to speak yeah yeah i i, I agree with you on that too and it's it's almost like they're, the businesses are fearful for what the higher ups might say if they show emotion or they show empathy um, and, and they don't get the product or the sale or the service out the door. But it, you, it, you may get the product and service out the door without showing those types of empathy, caring, and those types of things, but it's short-lived because your customer is only going to put up with that for so long because when the competition comes in and they see that, they're going to treat you in a way that you're gonna take a second look at where you're doing business. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears a second, right? Like, so I don't want to paint all customers as these innocent, sweet customers <laughs> and the big bad, you know, waiter or cashier or whatever salesperson is being a jerk and neglecting them, right? Whether it's a car salesman or anything else, right? So, you know, and I know, and, and maybe we filled this role sometimes, sometimes there's some nasty customers, right? Just some not nice customers, but they're still customers, Right. Um, and so maybe share a little bit of your perspective on uh, maybe how companies that have organizations that want to treat all their customers well, even when some of the customers are within bounds, right? Like within reasonable bounds, like they're nasty, but they're not like hurting anyone or doing anything dangerous. Um, what's kind of some of the learnings you've had or approaches that can seem to help in that very real scenario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the customer and there's always that saying is the customer always right and my answer to that question is no the customer is not always right but there is a certain level of respect and treatment and and kindness that you still have to give that person um, and i think a lot of times what it boils down to is that when that customer 
is upset, mean, nasty, not nice, it's usually because something in the process is broken. And all it takes is someone to listen to what that customer is saying. Because I believe that if you have a nasty customer and they come in and you're the frontline person and you get the brunt of that, it's not, it's not you. It's, it's, not a, it's not a personal thing they're frustrated and they're upset because something did not work. This piece of whatever that I bought that you said it was supposed to do X, Y, and Z, it didn't do that. And I've called on the phone. I've sent emails. I haven't gotten any responses. So now I'm coming to the store to to talk to somebody. And so when I walk in the door and the first person that I see, I'm unloading on them because I'm so frustrated. Yeah. And so then I'm like, as, as the service person, I'm like, well, what did, what did I do? I just greeted you. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do anything. But I think you have to listen to what that customer is saying. I think and once you do that, that's going to do a couple of things. It's going to calm the customer down without you having to say calm down because that's one of those oh. words that you don't want to use. <laughs> so listening to them, Tell me, tell me what what's 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 going on? What's 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 happening? Why what, what didn't work? Tell me, tell me, tell me your story. And you listen and you listen and active listen. Don't don't listen and then try to multitask because that's going to put them off as well. So give them your undivided attention and listen to what they're saying. And then Try to, to try to get a resolution for it. Try to fix the problem. If you can't fix the problem, assure them that you know or you have someone that can fix the problem. I think a lot of times what happens with people on the front line is that they don't have the authority or, or to, to make those decisions to fix problems. And so, they have canned responses that they give the customers. And so they've heard that before. And so that kind of frustrates them even more. So if I'm coming in and it's something that's not working, my concern is I, I got to get it fixed. And I'm looking at you because if I'm walking into your store, you're, you represent the store. You're, whether you're the the frontline person or the person in the back or the supervisor or the manager, you represent that store. And so I'm looking to you to get answers to help me fix my problem for a product that you sold me that didn't do what it was supposed to do. And so once once that customer recognizes that you are in tune with them and that you can empathize with them and kind of walk in their shoes, then I think that brings them down a level and then that helps to resolve the problem. So what you're saying really resonates with me, David, in in a few ways. So one, like as you were describing the situation, I almost picture, and and I'm not like a huge sports guy, but I I think this analogy is is apt. It's like, you know, when the quarterback is getting rushed Mm. and the really good quarterbacks are able to not just scramble right away and run away. They kind of stay in the pocket 
right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and concentrate, even though these enormous, very fast guys are trying to knock his block off, like he's able to like withstand that pressure. And that, I kind of picture like the frontline customer service person like that, right? Like you yeah. got to just stay in there. You can't just be like, I'm out. You were mean to me. Right. Like you kind of have to be able to like absorb, you know, some of that or or tolerate it at least until you can make that connection. Yeah. Um, And the other thing that's so interesting to me about that is uh, when you do kind of make that connection and you're able to stay kind of um, I I call it equanimity. Right. Like like that calm under fire. Mm -hmm. Right. That actually changes the mood of the other person because if you start escalating right like if their voice is high and your voice goes high and then it becomes like a competition who can yell louder versus Uh you're like i I see that you're i see that this is really not what you expected you know you keep an even tone and then after a while you can you can feel them kind of deflating a little bit after they get their initial thing out and you see Uh that a lot in in other positions like in in corporate where you can either have people screaming at each other in the hall, or you can have one person get upset and the other person kind of really listen to them and say, okay, you know, I, I want to hear what you're saying. Let's, let's figure this out together. Drastic, drastically different experiences from a leadership perspective. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think to your point, what, what happens sometimes is that person that is f- like flying off the handle and doing all the screaming and hollering and the person that is is speaking in a calm and and low voice and and really trying to get to the root of what that problem is i think a switch flips in that person's mind or brain and they think why am i this i shouldn't be doing this i i i shouldn't i shouldn't i shouldn't be i don't normally act this way i should i shouldn't be using this kind of tone or i shouldn't be saying these types of words and then they realize that and then like you said they kind of start coming down a little bit because in the end and from a customer service perspective you you never win an argument with a customer no 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 such thing right (laughs) there's, there's 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 no such thing as you win an argument with a customer because that's not the goal. The goal is to try and figure out what the problem is and how can we fix it. And so we're not trying to escalate it. We're not trying to, to match energy with you when you come in and you're and you're screaming and hollering. We're not trying to match that energy. We're, we're, we're trying to kind of talk you off the ledge, so to speak, so that we can get to the root of the problem and fix it so that hopefully you won't have this same thing happen again. Yeah. So uh, I want to share with you, it's, it's less a question and more of an observation and would love to get your perspective, right? Or your, your thoughts um, in response. You see a lot at work, people whose careers and livelihood depend on having good customer service, right? Mm-hmm. So they're really smooth with the customers, they can sell, they can maintain, they can troubleshoot, they can do all this like champions. However, that same person does not treat their team who helps them deliver that customer service with the same level of customer service and respect that they give to the customer, right? Like, so I'm just curious to get your perspective like on that and whether you've come across that and and what's, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Oh. Yeah, the internal customer. 
the internal customer is just as important as the external customer, because if you're not treating the internal customer with the same level of care, empathy, and concern, then it's going to be hard for them to treat that external customer with that same level of service. So I think you have to, you have to recognize that in any environment where you're selling products and services or you're dealing with customers, it's not, you're not on an island by yourself. It's a team effort and everybody works together for the good. And that is to service the customer. But you also have that internal customer as well that you have to treat with kindness and you have to empathize with them because, you know, they have bad days too just like your customers might have bad days. And so you have to take a step back and look at that and, you know, say thank you, say I appreciate you, say, you know, I'm glad that we're on this team together. I couldn't do this without, without you. You know, those things, those things make a, different, a difference when you hear it from your peers and your colleagues. Um, and that helps them get through their day, you know, because you never know what they might be going through when when they come in the door from work. And so if if they're not getting that that level of service as a customer internally, then it's kind of hard for them to function in that job role, especially if it's a consistent thing. Yeah. You know, as you were describing that one thing that kind of piqued my interest is you know, and I know that whether we're doing, you know, intense customer service or not, we don't operate well when we're tired or don't feel appreciated or unmotivated. And it seems a little bit disingenuous to me that like some companies can put their customer service, whether it's frontline or sales or whatnot, under such tremendous pressure you know, and maybe not give them all the resources they need. And then they're like, oh, you have to give great customer service. They're almost like contributing to the failure of the customer service people because they haven't given them the environment, the tools, however you think about it, for them to thrive. Like, because I come in like on a Saturday, if I'm well rested, I had a good week at work. And then, you know, my son says, hey, dad, you want to toss around the ball or do something? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Versus like, I got chewed out on Friday. I got stressed. I got to work over the weekend. And he said, hey, dad, can we do this? And I'm like, maybe late if I even can muster words to him. Right. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about, you know, organizations and, and how they can sort of help their people deliver better customer service. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. I have a family member and that the, the family member um, got COVID. And so what happened was they, they called into work and they said, I tested positive for COVID. Um, how do you want me to handle that? And they said, right off the bat, they said, um, when did you get it? And they said, okay, well, the CDC says you have five days. And so this is day four. So we want you in the work on Monday. So wow. regardless of how the, my, my, my uh, family member was feeling, mm-hmm. we want you in the work on Monday. Right. So 
don't we don't care about if you still have lingering symptoms of it. Right, right, right. right. We, we want you we want you back into work on Monday. Yeah. So I think that goes back to again, everything is about the numbers and the policy. And you know, we we forget about the emotional side of how that person is feeling. You know, nothing was said about, oh, I'm sorry you had, I'm sorry you got this. How, how are you feeling? Is there, is, is there anything we can do for you as a company? Mm -hmm. um, take, take all the time you need, mm -hmm. um, get well soon. So none of that, all, none, none of that was even mentioned. And so I think we forget about that stuff. So we, because we get so wrapped up in meeting those deadlines with the business and we call it servicing the customer but we're not really thinking about what our external what our internal customers are feeling to get that level of service to the external customer and like i said it's going to be difficult for that internal customer to to feel a hundred percent and give a hundred percent that because that's what you want as the business to that external customer. If you're, if you're treating me like crap. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I feel fine saying this out loud, but my output and productivity is pretty directly correlated to how I feel I'm being treated at work. Right. If I feel for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, salary, whether it's the way people talk to you, whether it's, you know, your, your, your uh, place in the pecking order, it could be any various reason. When I feel like I'm being treated poorly, then I give the bare minimum so I don't get fired. Right. When I feel like my boss or whoever is going above and beyond, the company's really caring for me, I will sacrifice and I will go above and beyond and I will be the utmost professional version of myself. And it's, I think just most people are naturally like that. I mean, that's, it, you can't expect someone to go 100 miles per hour when you keep, you know, chewing them out and treating them like junk. And, you know, it's, it's pretty natural for someone to really be loyal to you when, when you treat them um, like such a, a valued team member. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so to your point where you're, when you feel like you're being kicked and, and, and not valued, then it's like, why, why do I, or why should I, or, or why do I have to, you know, it's, and, and especially if people are, are, are maybe struggling with, you know, self-confidence or things of that nature, and you're always getting kicked and you're always not being valued, then it's like, why do I need to even show up sometimes, you know, because it's like, I know what's going to happen. Um, and kind of like you said, I'm doing the bare minimum. I'm flying under the radar. I'm doing the bare minimum just so I can keep my job. But I tell you what, if I get a phone call today and they say, come over to company XYZ, I'm out the door. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of that joke. It's like a thing on the internet where, you know, someone says, you know, hey, we need to get our, you know, people training so they can be better. And then the boss says, you know, well, what if we train all our people and they leave? And the other person says, well, what if we don't train them and they stay? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Right, right. 
So you you know you want yeah. the best employees yeah. who also want to stay and are motivated to contribute to the success of the organization. You don't want just a bunch of people who who can't do anything anywhere else and are just you know motivated to do the least possible for you. Exactly. Exactly. All right, David. Well, this has been really really fascinating customer service um in this sense is not something i i i i uh talk about that much or, or think about so really great to get your perspective as someone who's done a lot of thinking and teaching on this um let me end with uh, the way i usually do on these collabs i'm going to share with you my definition of executive presence and would love to get your perspective on one or 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 more parts of it sound good okay okay all right so the definition of executive presence is the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation so from your perspective with customer service and and your experiences as a many years professional like myself um what do you sort of see in that or how does that resonate with you I think the the one word that jumped out to me in that and what you said was inspire because if if and first let me say any I don't have to have any special credentials behind my name to be a leader. I don't I don't have to I don't have to to sit in a big chair or I don't have to make a million dollar salary even though that would be nice, but <laughs> I don't have to have that to be a leader. But what I do need to have is a caring mindset and i and i need to have the ability to inspire people when they feel like i just can't do it or i just don't think i'm good enough to to get from point a to point b i i i i have to be that person that inspires you and says yeah you can you can do that and here are some here are some tools that i know of that might be helpful to you or here are some things that maybe you could talk to your manager about and and ask them and um you don't have to be if you don't feel like being completely transparent because you maybe you don't know like what your manager's management style is and you don't maybe you don't want to just completely unload on them about transparency but maybe you could take a little bit at a time and kind of inch them into it a little bit but give them some some of what you're feeling and see and see what they say um and then you know if if they're if they show some empathy behind that then maybe go a little bit further but i think i have to be that person that can inspire you t- to be your best self um at any given point in time and that varies you know every day is different um sometimes you your best self is maybe 60% other days maybe your best self is 100% and sometimes it may be 120% um but to know that i can inspire you to be your best at uh, any point in time and that no judgment on what you're what you're feeling or not feeling um but trying to understand it and trying to um just kind of help you in any way that i can to to have have you have a better day well thanks david i really appreciate that perspective 
Now, for folks in the audience, maybe who would like to hear more from you, connect, or hear more about your business and services, what's the best way for people to do that? Well, the best way you can reach me on Twitter at my Twitter handle is dbauma, that's D-B-E-A-U-M-O-N-T, 266, the at sign, um, before the dbauma. And my blog URL is on that Twitter and you can reach out to my blog. Uh, that's that's the best way to get a hold of me. If you tweet me, I'll tweet you back. Um, let's uh, let's 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 put uh, some good customer service out there. I love it. And what I told David earlier was like, I love his mission, his purpose, because the world could all we could all use better customer service out there. So I'm wholly behind this man and 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 his mission and his uh his his business so david thank you so much for being our guest on executive presence morsels collab series thank you thank you for the opportunity i appreciate it joe thanks for listening can't wait to be with you again join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel